O God, who alone can satisfy our deepest hungers, protect us from the lure of wealth and power. Move our hearts to seek first your kingdom, that ours may be the security and the joy of those who place their trust in you. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Jeremiah the prophet tells us that trusting in God is far better than trusting in even the richest and the most powerful of human beings. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the one who trusts in mere mortals and makes mere flesh their strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes, but shall live in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. That person shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We believe that Christ has been raised from the dead. St. Paul assures us that we too are part of the harvest of which Christ is the first fruits. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. If Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead... How can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve, and he stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and even the coast of Tyre and Sidon. 
Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and he said, Blessed are you poor. Yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now. You will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now. For you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you. When they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For surely your reward is great in heaven. And for that's what their ancestors did to the prophets of old. But woe to you who are rich. You have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. What an exciting day. The big game tonight. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't even sleep. I was so excited. How many of you are rooting for the Bungles? Cincinnati. Oh, God bless you. And how many of you are rooting for the Rams? Hmm? (laughs) His brother-in-law. I got to tell you, my sense of this Super Bowl is best expressed by uh, a little character from the movie... Remember the Titans, Uh, the little black girl, her dad was the uh, coach, and what was the actor's name? I'm missing it. Denzel. Denzel. Look, I knew Denzel. We grew up together. (laughs) Denzel's daughter was making friends or sort of becoming friends with the daughter, the nine or ten-year-old daughter of one of the assistant coaches of this high school football team. And this, this little girl, she was so excited about football and she understood everything about offense and defense. And, and she kept trying to get this little girl, Denzel's daughter, excited too. 
And her response every time this girl talked about football was, I do not care. <laughs> I'm thinking about the Super Bowl this evening, and Dave, please forgive me, I do not care. <laughs> and I find it ironic. I've been wrestling with the scriptures for today's Mass all week, and I find it ironic that on the day of the Super Bowl, where they're paying thousands, millions of dollars per second for advertising, telling us what we need to have to be happy, uh, they're, even having a, they're basing a show based on, on, on the ads, the commercials. On this day, Luke's Gospel says, nah, that stuff really isn't important. Blessed are you poor. Blessed are you poor. Blessed are you who couldn't afford a ticket to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Blessed are you who look at those commercials and say, are you kidding me? I mean, really. How ironic it is that this day, this Super Bowl Sunday, on this day, we hear Jesus challenging the values that would have the Super Bowl be such a big deal. The values that Jesus brings, the values that Jesus teaches in his Beatitudes you know, in Matthew's gospel, the Beatitudes are part of what, what thing in the gospel? Oh, Jim, you're my hero. Sermon on the Mount. In Luke's gospel, it's known as the Sermon on the Plain. And what Luke has Jesus doing is looking at us. He looks at us, looks deep inside us and knows what's important, what gives life, what doesn't give life. Sermon on the plain. He's right in the middle of us, teaching us from our own life experience. Yesterday at Minute Prayer, the guys had a really good discussion about, about the values that Jesus is teaching. Is it a sin to be rich? Is it a sin to have lots of wealth? Is it a sin to have lots of property? And according to the guys at Minute Prayer, the sin comes in when having property and being wealthy blinds us to the needs of others. We don't see their tears. We don't see the hunger on their faces and in their eyes. We don't recognize their brokenness and we don't do anything to help. That's the sin. 
when we have, and we're so blinded by what we have that we don't see the needs of others and don't do anything about the needs of others. That's just wrong. That will keep us out of the kingdom of God. There's a young woman, a student. What's the name of the local university? (laughs) Young woman who was with her study group and they were studying for an organic chemistry test. She didn't get back to her dorm room till three in the morning. And then her alarm clock went off. And she remembered that she had made a commitment. She was part of that big sister program. And she made a commitment to take her little sister out for breakfast, uh, probably at the Waffle House, whatever. And she didn't really want to go. She was tired. She would have rather stayed in bed. But this young woman, this student at the local university, She got up anyway. She knew that her little sister has had some really difficult times. The adults in her life had disappointed her again and again and again and again. So this young woman, this big sister, got out of bed, got dressed, and had breakfast with her little sister. How blessed she is. Oh, how blessed she is for that. There was a young man, yet another student at Penn State. Yeah. One of these days, some of, one of you is going to kill me for that. Okay. Nah, you wouldn't kill me. He worked at a restaurant, and he... I guess it was Friday night, and he had a really late shift. And he came to his dorm room, and he was beat. And just his plan was to sleep in on Saturday and then use part of the day Saturday to work on a paper that he had to do for one of his classes. That was the plan. And then around 7 o'clock in the morning, his phone rang. He looked at the caller ID screen. It was the owners of the restaurant. Two of the workers who were supposed to show up for that Saturday called in sick. The one was a young mother and she had to take care of her child and the other was a young person who who was sick and couldn't come to work. He really, he really just wanted to roll over and ignore the phone call. But then he realized that that the owners of the restaurant, in fact, they had become like grandparents for him. They were so good to him. He couldn't leave them high and dry. He had learned responsibility. The responsibility to help to take responsibility, 
to put in the time that he needed to help the restaurant and its owners. How blessed is he? How blessed is he? In Luke's text, Jesus tells us that the hungry are blessed. The hungry are blessed. What are we hungry for? Are we hungry for the stuff, (laughs) the triple cheese pizza and the beer and the other stuff that'll be advertised all day today? Is that what we're hungry for? Or are we hungry for Jesus who in the Eucharist gives us his life, gives us his love? Oh, how blessed we are. How blessed we are. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.